We're so excited to share this teaching message with you from Sikamo Church, Ibadan, Nigeria. We believe God knows you and loves you, and through His Word, He expresses His plans and purposes for your life. We hope that you open up your heart and really sense God speak to you through this message from our pastor, Tolulokwe Moody. Let's get right into the service and be blessed by this message. Every year when we gather around our um, vision presentation Sunday, and I'll try to be really quick. I know some of you are not comfortable in what you're wearing. You can't wait to get, myself inclusive, we can't wait to get out. So um, let's just <laughs> um, lean in. If you're new or visiting with us, welcome to church. You can see how amazing our team is, how well-dressed they are every week. And... Um, <laughs> And um, such other jokes. So, um, every year at the start of the year, we, we like to take this period, we take some days to wait on God, to seek Him. And then at the end of it, we come to a vision presentation Sunday where we try to unveil what we believe God has in mind for us as a church, as a family, all through the year. And so, I, I really want everybody to lean in their hearts as I try to unpack in just a few moments some of the things that... I believe God is saying to us, God is dealing with us, and what will be some of the directions and shapes of what is ahead of us. And so, um, let's just lean in together as people that um, are, are not just um, a, a attenders or attendees at the church, but believe that God's working in the church is integral in His working in our lives. I believe that it's more than just a vision for a church. I believe it's what God is doing in the lives of everybody connected. And so, um, we said that this year, what... what pretty much is going to sum up um, as a statement what God is doing in us um, and leading us through are these words more room. Um, Psalm 18 and verse 36, the Bible says, you enlarged my path under me so my feet did not slip. And that's just so amazing. Look at those words, you enlarged my path under me. You enlarged my path under me. Help me look at somebody next to you and say more room more room. Pretty much why it's exciting for me is that every year and every season, whatever we sense God saying as a direction has pretty much um, laid out a shape. And so it's exciting to see what God is doing. God gives a word in the directions in which he would begin to act, in which he's already acting. And so um, every year we kind of have like an anchor. In 2015, um, which was the first um, year after the start of our church, um, the words that anchored it for us were the words pioneering grace. And it was the grace to pioneer and the ability to pioneer grace. And it was such a beautiful year seeing that come to pass. And every year has been a build-up. It's not something to the extinction of what happened before, but it's pretty much a build-up on all of that. And so the next year in 2016, it was alive, awake, and aware. And God was bringing us in Ephesians 5 to a whole new awareness and sensitivity to what he was doing. And in 2017, it was hearts and hands. And that's always been a beautiful anchor for us about how that God calls us to put our hearts and our hands into what he's doing. It's not just a heart thing, but it becomes a hand thing. And it's not just a hand thing, it's a heart thing. Tyro shared something beautiful this morning about the value of a heart in, in what God is doing. And in 2018, we heard these words get louder. And it was such an audacity God gave us about, you know, um, such uh, this thing of we have found the truth and um, putting the volume on the truth we have found in a generation of falsehood. Last year, it was the words pioneer again. And God began to say to us that what was once in our hands, wood, has now become a ladder. And God gave us such fresh opportunity to pioneer again. You know, it was such a working of God within our church and in the expressions of our church. And I'm excited that God is bringing us in this season with these words more room. I believe 
Amen. At least a few people excited, so that's, that's good. Um, but I really, I really want us to, to take God's word and what God is saying to us with the weight in which God himself puts on it. As God says, this is my word. And it's not just a word like I say about a church. It's a word about every individual that is connected to the heart of a move of God. I believe that this, this thing of pioneer of, of more room that God is bringing us to. I believe that he's not just giving us more room in, within our church and all of that happening, but I believe that as individuals, this will be the story of our year. I believe it will be a story of a year where we would come back saying those words that what was once constrained spaces has now become wide spaces, that what I thought was wide spaces before has now become even wider spaces. I believe that we're going to come back as individuals and as a church saying that what looked narrow, what we were just learning to take in stride has now become a place where God has widened it beneath our feet. That there is more room within us. There is more room within our house. There's more room for us in the generation that we live. There's more room for us in our community. And I believe that in the world, God is giving us more room. All right. Now, when, when God gives us a word or, you know, a vision, I believe that it is an invitation. It is an invitation. It is God saying, this is my intent. It is a statement of God's intention that calls us to begin to participate with him. When God gives us a, a, a word, it is God saying, this is my intent. Are you going to join in with me? Would you lean in with me for us to see it come to pass? God would die, Jesus would die on the cross and stretch out his hands as a statement of his intention of the salvation for the whole world. But it is based on human response and participation that that thing becomes activated and becomes a reality. And so everything that God says as a word, as a, as a vision at this time of the year, is calling us to a participation. Now there are three ways I want to encourage every one of us to be looking at participating in what God is saying. The first thing is that we must respond with a believing. We must respond with a believing. God's word calls us to believe. It's a heart response. In Luke in chapter 1, look at verse 45. It says, blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. In other words, the person who did not believe, there will not be a fulfillment of the things that were told him or her of the Lord. Blessed is she who believed for there will be a fulfillment. God's word calls us to a heart response, a response that says, God, I believe your word. I believe your word. I don't just hear these things of more room and of enlargement and throw it in the corner somewhere and just say, well, I don't think it applies to me. I don't think it's a, it calls us to a response of faith, of believing. It's a heart thing. Blessed is she who believed. Blessed is he who believed. Blessed are they. Blessed is the church that responds to God with a believing heart in what he says. The second response that I think God's word calls us to is what I call meditate and think. It's a mind response. In 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 15, Paul begins to write, he says, meditate on these things. Give yourselves entirely to them so that your progress may be evident to all. In other words, God is giving you a word and in that word is locked up progress. There is inherent, you know, capacity for progress for the, for the fulfillment of God's word. One translation says your profiting will appear to all. So, so the profiting that comes from a word like more room from a promise of God is given to us. But he says, this is how you respond. Meditate 
meditate on these things. Begin to think in these directions. Begin to think in these directions. Begin to think. Begin to put a, a mind response to the things that we have believed. Don't just believe and sit down and, you know, like it's just something out there. No, believe and start to meditate. Start to think in those directions. Start to allow the Holy Spirit to engage you in the capacity of your imagination to say, what will this look like in my life, in our church, in our life group, in our volunteering group? What will this look like? Let's think in these directions and see what God will bring to pass. And the third response I believe we must all have is an act in accordance response. It's a work response. In James in chapter 2 and verse 26, the, um, James begins to write, he says, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Okay? So it's not enough to just say, I believe and there is no work to it. Now you would almost think that, that James is contradicting what Paul would say about faith and works. And Paul would say, hey, you know, that it's not by works, it's by faith. You would almost think there's a contradiction. But what James is talking about, in fact, they're speaking in concurrence. What James is talking about is having real faith. Now, real faith will give expression. It will give concurrent expression in the form of works. For example, if somebody runs into this room and says, hey, everybody, this building is on fire. And we all say, wow, we believe. Okay? And we sit down and continue. You would question our believing. When we really believe, there would be a running out response. Do you understand what I'm saying? So what James is saying is that if you claim, I believe, it's easy for James to tell you, it's easy for demons to say, I believe the Son of God. James says, if you claim you believe, let's see the works that follow through from that sense of believing. Are you hearing me this morning? And so I want to say to us as a people, as a church, that when we begin to hear God's word and we say we believe and we engage it in our minds, we must begin to respond in the ways we behave. We must act in accordance with the word that God is giving us. Now, I said to you that God's word calls for human participation. And I believe these are three things that we must be engaging ourselves to say we are responding towards God in the direction of what he's saying to us as individuals, as a group. We must be responding with a sense of believing it, meditating on it, and acting in accordance to see the fulfillment of God's promise to us. Now, a simple question I would like to ask us this morning is, what can we do with more God-given room? What can we possibly do as individuals, as a church? What can we do? What can we possibly do with more God-given room? And this would play out in different ways. What would it be to us as individuals? What would it be to us as a church family? What would it be to us for a generation? What will, what will be the implications of God giving us more room on our generation? And what would it mean to the world at large? What can we possibly do with more God-given room? Here's what I would suggest to you. That... What looked like a small space at some point, somewhere in the middle, as God begins to expand it and widen it, I believe that we would see a manifestation in different ways. I believe that we would become more. I believe that we would have more. I believe that we would give more. I believe that we would do more. I believe we would serve more. I believe we would reach more. Amen? <coughs> Excuse me. I believe that as God widens the space beneath our feet, it will be a story of more on many sides. That we would um, see a manifestation. But now the, the, the tendency when these things begin to happen is that we would say 
um, the human tendency is that in the middle of all of this, it can become a story of self. The human tendency is that we can start to point it back to self and how um, I, I just, my ambitions and the more I have always wanted for myself and trying to build a personal empire and something for my name and self becomes at the center of us becoming more and doing more. Self can sit at the center of us doing more and having more. Uh, it's so easy for self to want to sit at the center. But I'm believing God this morning that we will be a people that would cancel that out and say that in the name of Jesus, it will be a more for his glory. It will be a more for his name. It will be a more for the prosperity of his kingdom that in the middle of all that we see and the expressions God brings into our world, it will be a more in which Jesus is glorified, in which the kingdom is taking new grounds. I believe that because God is giving us more room, there is more room for the kingdom in our day and in our age. I believe that in a community, there will be a fresh unveiling of the light and the power of the gospel of Jesus. I believe that in reaching more and in doing more, it will be a story for the glory of the name of Jesus. Amen. And this must be our passion. I, I want to say this must be our passion. This must be our drive. This is what God sees in the promise and this is what we must see in the promise. And so what um, I would do in a few moments is that I would I'll just try and break this out and what this story of more room would look like for us in this season. And I'll just try to do this in a few moments. Um, first of all, I want to say that I believe that in our church in this season, there would be more room for you. I believe that what God is doing in this expression and in this working is that he's given more room for every single individual, every single one of us. And so I continue to encourage you and say, let this be a story of you leaning in. And what would this look like? On, on the one hand, I think there's more room for you when it comes to things of discipleship and growth. There's more room for you when it comes to, to, to you being discipled and to you growing. I, I want you to know this is the year by the grace of God that you will grow in your walk with Jesus more than ever before. I, I want you to believe that this is the year that you will grow in who you are, in, in what God's working within you more than ever before, because God is giving more room for you within his house. And so we try to, as, as a leadership, sit down and think through and, and try to engage what will this look like in our context and how can we be most effective um, in terms of God's word towards us. One of the key things that I I'll talk about in regard to this and how we see this finding expression um, in your life. First of all, um, my wife was saying earlier in the service about the power of our gatherings, the power of us coming around and these moments where we get together and what God is doing in our services and every one of these moments. What an amazing time we had yesterday at, at the Surge Fest Mega Prayer Night. What amazing things God is just moving us into step after step. Somebody was sharing a testimony with me yesterday day about how after, um, was it a mega prayer night or a passion night sometime late last year, God gave us a word about expanding and expansion. And, and, and we declared that word and believed God and said it was going to happen. And she was sharing a testimony with me about how th these words began to resonate in that moment. And God was speaking to her directly about an expansion on her business. And she went back and began to engage that. And just a couple of months down the line now, the business has expanded, more staffing, new place, you know, because of the fulfillment of God to his word, all right? And so my encouragement is that we all learn to lean in ourselves and see that this is not just something God is doing out there. This is God's word for you, okay? That there is more room for you to be discipled and 
to grow. Now, what will that look like? The first thing I'll talk about is going to be our life group system. Now, um, if you've been in church for a while, you would have come across what we call life groups, basically. And maybe you haven't, so I'll help. Life groups basically are small communities within our church family. What we do is that we don't want the church, we don't want people to be lost in the crowd. We believe that everybody has the right to belong and to be connected, all right, within, um, within a small group. And, and, and we believe that our church may have lots of people, but our heart remains a small church. And what that means to us is that we're constantly creating structures and opportunities for every single person who who says, I am a member of church, to be in a life group. We have amazing life group leaders who served us through last year. And this year, we are deliberately working in that space in new ways. And so, um, um, what, what's going to happen, first of all, is that um, over the years, for the last two years, we have had like a life group season. That's pretty much that. We started out um, this um, this generation of life groups about two years ago. Maybe you went around then and then um, you got added to a group and, and all of that. And so additions go on and off and all of that through the year. Now we're at a point where we, we, we consider it a best step at this time to start a new life group generation. And so what's basically going to happen is that after this service, every one of our life groups is going to be dissolved. And that means, but, but, but the good thing is that I believe relationships can never be dissolved, okay? And so our life groups are going to be dissolved. And we're going to be asking everybody um, to re-indicate interest to be in a life group. And then we're going to be added to new life groups. So we have a whole set of new life group leaders. We have um, a whole new set of things that we're pushing in the direction of our life groups. And so this is going to give us a beautiful... Um, grip in, the, in relation to where we are right now in terms of the effectiveness of our life groups. Now, there's so much to say about life groups, but what we are going to be doing as a church is that for everybody who indicates interest to join in a life group, we are together as groups going to take the first three weeks. Um, um, that's going to be from next from the weekend we're going to be taking the first three weeks together as groups to just explore what live groups are what you know how to make it better how to make it work and all of that and so there's going to be pretty much like a life group um, course whatever you call it that groups will start out with now everybody else who comes in along the line wishing to join a live group is going to first of all have to go through a pre-life group okay and so within that pre-life group we get to explore this space and then three four weeks later you then get to be added to one of our life groups. And so this way, we hope to have a lot more effectiveness when it comes to the space of our life groups. We want them because our life groups for us are one of the primary discipleship avenues that we explore as a church. We believe that so much goes on in the wider church family, but it's just so beautiful when we can come back as you know, smaller groups, we can come back as um, 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 smaller family groups, and then we can be discipled in the things of our um, learning, okay? And so at the end of this service, there's going to be a link that will be shared. If you prefer to register online, um, a link will be shared, or you can do it manually at the end of this service. Now, the other ways that we're exploring growing this year, um, and our discipleship classes are going to be expanded this year, they are taking on a new toll. There is a lot more. I'll come to share a few things, but there's a lot more that we're getting to do with discipleship classes. But I'm especially just mentioning now that we're also adding to our discipleship classes a school of ministry for um, empowering us in the things that um, have to do with that space and sphere. People have callings on their lives, giftings, and you're trying to discover yourself in that regard and in that scope of expression. And so this year, by God's grace, we are including a school of ministry to explore that space. Um, so much more that we get to do. Um, this year, by God's grace, our 
men's forum and our ladies forum um, are resuming and even more than that even just more than the forum fora fora even more than that um, we are actually now going to have conferences this year um, gender conferences in the course of this year um, and a lot of this will be um, unveiled progressively so there's so much to plug yourself into um, and grow and my challenge to every one of us is that we constantly see the church as an opportunity not just to accept us but to build us that we see the church as an opportunity not just to be accepted for who we are but to be empowered to what God calls us to be and so plug in yourself lean in don't draw back don't hold back don't just stroll around these things plug in yourself to opportunities to avenues participate plug in your hands and make sure that you are taking advantage of the room God is giving you to say that you are growing there's more room for you this year also when it comes to things of connection and empowerment I believe that God doesn't just want us to float around, you know, in, 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 in the spaces of our church, but God wants us to have deeper connections. And so this year, again, we're doing a lot with our connects. And maybe you don't know what our connects look like. Basically, our connects are, you know, relational opportunities within every sphere in which you do life. And so we have different connects to serve people within the spheres of life that they exist. So for example, we have a pre-tertiary connect. We call it a discovery hangout. We have our campus connect, which is for undergraduate students. We have our core members connect, which is for um, youth core members. We have our um, um, postgraduate connect, which is for postgrad students. We have our business people's forum, um, career slash business people's forum, which is for everybody who is doing a career, you know, doing a business and in that sphere of life. Um, and then we have our couples connect, which is for all married couples in church. And, and they've also been having a kids connect. So that's like the funniest thing I thought of all day. Anyway, so, so basically this year we are doing a lot within our connects. And by God's grace, around um, the second quarter of the year, we are actually unveiling a new connect. So you can keep your fingers crossed. But we already have work going on in that direction. A new connect to serve more specifically, which we would be announcing in the course of the year. But I just want to say again that our connections are not just opportunities to connect, but it's also opportunities to empower. You know, my hope and my faith this year is that as God has given us more room, it's also going to touch on the things you do. As God has given us more room, I want you to be empowered, whether you're a student, whether you're a postgrad student, whether you're trying to get into a higher institution, whether you're a business person, whether you're a career person, whether you're a, a, a married person, I'm believing that the more room is going to empower you in that sphere of your life. And so I want to encourage you, lean in, lean into these spaces, okay? Lean into these spaces, plug yourself in. It's not just about being in church on Sunday and then all through the week living a mediocre life. I believe God wants us to excel. And as a church, we are committed to empowering you in those spaces to excel. We are committed to saying that God is interested in the whole picture of our lives. That God is not just interested in our, as it were, spiritual life, but God is interested in our spirituality being translated into every sphere of our lives who says amen on that okay and so there's more room for you this year to connect there's more room for you to be empowered let the house of God be for you a training ground more and more Paul would always write in his letters and say look the house of God is a pillar of truth the house of God teaches us empowers us okay shows us how to do life and I believe that out of the house of God we are being empowered in these spaces in Jesus name amen amen
Again, there's more room this year for you to serve. And I also add to discover. There's more room for you this year to serve and to discover. I believe that God is giving us more and more volunteering opportunities. God is giving us more and more spaces within our volunteering for you to serve, for you to, to, to bring forth your gift and to, and, and to discover your gift, to develop your gift and to deploy your gift. I believe that God is giving us more room. He's giving every individual in our church more room. I don't want you to see yourself as that person who comes to church and is just in the midst of people using their gift. I believe that the church of Jesus is not just to come as a, as, and for some people to display their gift for you to come and be the audience. I believe that the church of Jesus exists for every one of us to develop our gifts, to discover our gifts, and to deploy our gifts. And as a church, we are committed to giving you platforms, to giving you opportunities within our volunteering teams, and even within all our outreach programs. We, we are expanding a lot of our programs this year just to create more opportunity for the people of God to to not just, you know, be in the crowd somewhere, but to be serving. I believe with all my heart that the church of Jesus is not living in its full potential when a few people are the spotlight, a few people are doing the work of ministry. I believe that God gives ministry gifts so that the entire body can come to do ministry, so that the entire body can be brought into that space where we all have a gift, we all have an ability, we all have the hand of God upon our lives, we all have what God is doing in our lives, and the church wants to empower us in discovering that and so I encourage you this year that there's more room for you to serve if you've been serving I encourage you to stay strong to stay focused to stay plugged and realize that God is doing more in your life than he knows than you know he is and if you have not been serving I encourage you this year to start to ask yourself how can I serve what can I do how can I be connected because there is room for you to do so much more as a church we can become so much more by your gift whether you know it or you don't know it how many people who volunteer in church can say that they have discovered themselves even more through the process of volunteering. Let's just check that out. There you go. That's more than enough witness for you to know that you don't even know all that you are yet until you start to put yourself in the direction of Jesus. Now, I'll share a scripture with you in Matthew chapter 2. The Bible says that when wise men came to where Jesus was, as they saw Jesus, their response was that they opened their treasures and they brought out gifts, okay? And I believe this must constantly in every generation be the response of wise people who behold Jesus. You don't come around a Jesus encounter, say what's up to him and go back. You come around a Jesus encounter and you must be looking for how to open your treasures, how to open who you are, how to open the depth of your life and bring out gifts in the direction of Jesus. And I believe that's what he's doing in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So there's more room for you. Come look at somebody and say those words, there's more room for you. Yeah. What's for breakfast tomorrow morning? I even thought people would say no. Let's make it 100 days. Anyway, no. you can do that on your own. So, baby, what's for breakfast? I said, so, um, second thing I would say this morning is that there is, I believe there is more room in our house. There's more room in our house. Yeah. There's more room for you. And when God says more room, I also believe that there's more room in our house. Now, what will this look like for us in this season? Um, two major things I'll talk about, about there being more room in our house. 
Now, we did surveys at the end of last year, and I want to thank everybody who responded, everybody who shared with us as leaders what was on your heart, what was on your mind, and it was really instructive and really exciting. We learned a lot from, you know, just reviewing the surveys and seeing, seeing all of that, and there are quite a number of things that are going to be happening in church life over the next, you know, in this season, simply based on the surveys we took from next week Sunday, when you come into service, you're going to see a, a few different things just based on what we found out from you from the surveys. But one of the things that we found out from the surveys also was that collectively, it seemed that in the hearts of so many individuals here in church um, was a sense of trusting God to provide a house for our home. So, and what I mean basically is that we have a home wherever we are, under the tree, um, in the river. We have a home. Home is more than a building. Home is, is this is home. Home is the people. Do you understand what I'm saying? Home. Yeah, so, so we, we have a home. But I realized that um, a number of us were really trusting God to say, let there be a house um, for our home, at least to give us something more than what we are already walking in. And, and as leadership, it was also something that had been dear to our hearts that um, we were trusting God to say, let there be a house um, for our home, to give us a lot more expression. We believe strongly that there is so much more we can do. Many of the things I was talking about, about empowering us, about reaching more, and the more room that God is working in our lives, a lot of it is simply um, has seen us walk in constraint spaces, like we said, simply because um, it was a season. There were constraint spaces, and one of the reasons was simply this thing of um, the house for our home. And um, we're grateful to God that in this season, um, God has... Um, led us, we have prayed about it, searched about it, and God has led us in this season and has given us a fantastic opportunity that um, we are right about exploring. And so, by God's grace, our, our hope and our trust is that in two weeks' time, that is today is January 26th, next week Sunday is February 2nd, we would be here. Um, February 9th, we are trusting God that we are going to be in a place we would call our house in this season. And, um, and that's exciting for us as a leadership, as an entire church. It's really exciting for us. Now, here's what I would say to you. Um, so we are right now in the process. I'm, I'm, I'm constrained. I'm, next week, Sunday, we are going to unveil all the details and all of that. I'm constrained from doing that in the immediate because there are details that we are still sorting. But here's the deal. Um, um, we believe that God is giving us something beautiful. We believe that God is giving us something that we would um, really be able to do and find expressions um, of our church life in, in a whole new dynamic way. And, but there's so much to it, okay? There's so much to it. And so I'm going to be asking all of us in this thing of God doing more in us and through us, I'm going to be asking us as a church that we respond in a sense of responsibility. I'm going to be asking that this is not about um, a few people, this is not about um, the, their church moving. This is our home. This is our family um, coming to a new house, all right? And so I think it lies on every one of us to respond in responsibility. The truth is over the next two weeks, there is so much that we are believing God to provide. There is so much, like so much, that we're believing God to provide for all that we want to do. And um, we, 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 we believe that um, when God begins to lead us, when God begins to give a vision, we also believe that he brings provision and um, 
primarily one of the ways God will do that is through the people of his house. And so I am going to be asking and encouraging every one of us this morning that in this thing of leaning in, we, we really respond in generosity um, towards the house of God in this season. So in the next few days, I want you, starting from today um, and in the next few days, I want you to really see how sacrificial you can be. I want you to really consider um, how much this can cost you and how sacrificial you can be to say that we are finding a home for the house of God. We're finding a house for the people of God. I want you to consider um, how sacrificial you can be and give expression to that, okay? I want um, individuals, families, um, you know, consider strongly how sacrificial you can be and give expression to it. This is the deal. Um, I don't want it to be a move of Sycamore Church. I want it to be a move of every individual connected to Sycamore Church. I don't just want it to cost Sycamore Church. I want it to cost every one of us. Every time we gather and we say, oh, somebody just gave their heart to Jesus, I want you to know that you are a part of that miracle. Every time we gather and we see God expressions, I don't just want it to be a Sycamore Church story. I want you to be able to say, God, I am a part of that story. Now, within the context of sacrifice, what we can all do will be very different. Don't make, don't make light of your small because you think it's, it might not be significant in the light of a property. Don't make light of your small. I'm deliberately not saying figures so that you don't underestimate your small. The truth is, if I say figures, some of you run out of the door. Don't just calm down. Don't underestimate your small in the light of what God can do, okay? What I want to see is people who say, this is my house and it costs me to make it happen, okay? My wife and I have been speaking over the last two days and, you know, it costs to make it happen, all right? Um, um, I mean, at a point, my wife said some things that, you know, <laughs> but we'll see it happen. We, we have learned through the years, everywhere I have been, I have learned through the years that when God does things like this, he can do it anyway. If you've been in church for a while, you would recall that we have never made a move that I have made an appeal for people to contribute to. Can you recall that? Never. <clears throat> Every time we have made a move, whatever it was, I never made an appeal for people to contribute. But I've learned through the years about how small-minded I was in doing that. Simply because I was depriving people the opportunity to be a part of a move of God. And so I have learned that it's not just about what God wants to do. It's about how God wants to get it done. God wants to bring people in this house to a place of deep sacrifice that you would remember for the rest of your life. There are sacrificial marks in my life that I can constantly point to that till today are still bringing amazing fruit that I have no clue about. There are deep sacrifices that I trace in my life that keep bringing fruit that I can't explain. Humbling. But I have learned, don't deprive people the opportunities to have such testimonies. And so I'm inviting everybody. Nobody's going to track you. Nobody's going to say, what did you do? What did you not do? No. But I'm inviting you, make sure it costs you. Make sure you feel it. Make sure it is sacrificial. Make sure you can feel a weight. Two weeks time, by the grace of God, we'll be in our new home. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Second thing I want to say about more room in our house, and I'm going to close shortly, is that I want to challenge us to be mission-minded believers. 
I believe there's also more room in our house for the world outside us. I believe that as we gather, we can make light of these moments and what we have found as a people. We can make light of this gathering and what it is to us. But I just want to say that we must constantly remember that there's more room in our house that challenges us to be mission-minded believers. I want this to be the year more than ever before, where you take it upon yourself to say that it's not just about me going to church. It's not just about me going to the house of God, but it's about me creating opportunity for others to come along to the house of God. One of the other things I found out when we did service last year is that quite sadly, most of the people of our church are not deliberate about this thing of bringing people to the house of God. Quite sadly, most of the people of our church could not even say, I can point finger to people that I brought to the house of God. And I think that's not the best of us. I want this to be the year more than ever before where you say church is not just my go to church. It's me going out all through the week as a mission-minded believer, a mission-minded believer, knowing that everywhere I find myself all through the week is for the sake of the house and the purpose of God. And so I'm constantly looking out for avenues and opportunities to say, who am I bringing along in my journey? Who am I I bringing along to the house of God? Who am I bringing along? Don't let this just be one of those things you hear in your head and float over. Let this be something you are deliberate about. Let this be something you are challenging yourself towards. Let it be something you are constantly thinking about and praying about and asking God to give you the conversations, to give you the space you need, to give you the opportunities you need to say that I'm a part of filling the house of God. I'm a part of bringing people to the house of God. I'm a part of, you know, one of the things that, 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 that I always want to remind you is that when we started church, I remember that there were so many things that, you know, a few people that knew that we were starting church. And I particularly remember a conversation where somebody called me and said to me, wow, you're starting a church? That's beautiful. I want to support you. You know what we're going to do? We're going to do a big program. We're going to bring a, a, a music guest that will bring a crowd and I will pay for everything. You don't worry, but we will time it. You will preach. I know you can preach. You will preach fire. And then we'll tell everybody that on Sunday, this is the church you can come. Do you understand? And, and she had it all planned out. She said she was going to pay for it and all of that. The truth is, I ran away. A couple of years later, she saw me and said, why are you running away? Is it that you think I will not pay? <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Everybody who started church with us knows that from the first day, we never, we never printed anything. We never did anything out. We didn't do a conference. We didn't do a program. It was a few of us that gathered in my sitting room and said, you know what? This is what we believe God wants us to do. And week in, week out, we kept going. I remember the first day we said we were going to print these cards to you know that if I'm inviting somebody to church I can give them a card and say this is the venue and this is the time. I remember that it was an argument in our leaders meeting. Somebody was challenging me and saying why are we printing? Are you trying to distribute cards around? And we said no. It was simply because if I invite somebody I may need to leave a reminder with them. It was a tough argument because we had all challenged ourselves and said this is not about printing flyers and just people out there. It was about us. We were the ones that wanted to go out every week and say we're bringing the people in. We were the ones that wanted to live our lives in a missional way. We were the ones that made up our minds that our lives are sold out to a cost, to a mission and everywhere we are all through the week is the story of what our Sunday gatherings will be. And so I want to challenge you church that let's not lose that heart. Let's not say because there are lots of people in our church and there are so many people that gather here then we lose the heart of what it was about. It was never about having lots of people. It was about us being mission minded. It was about us creating opportunities again and again and again for the community, for the world that we live and I want to challenge you to be a part of that story, to be a part of that process, to say that I will be mission-minded. I will constantly be seeing opportunities to lead a Jesus conversation, to lead someone to the house of God. You may not have all the revelations and all that it takes.
mistakes, but I pray that we would be people that would say, come along, come. Like that woman who said, I'm messed up. I've been living with six men. I'm not even the type that anybody wants to hear. But she said to the entire city, come and see a man. She couldn't even preach a good sermon. She wasn't even sure. She said, come and see a man. Could he be the Christ? Imagine preaching a sermon. Instead of to say he's the Christ, you're saying, could he be the Christ? But because of that woman's effort, the Bible says the entire city followed her to come and hear Jesus. And many believed and put their faith in Jesus. I pray that will be your story. That you will not just be somebody who underrates yourself and says, I can't do much. People know my history. People know how bad I am. I'm not the type. I pray you will be so mission-minded that people will say, what is it about this thing you have found? What is it about this? Let us go and see for ourselves. And because of that woman's testimony, many believed in Christ. I still believe that the Jesus we come to is the same Jesus that four men said, we have a friend that is lame, that is paralyzed. Four men carried their friend to Jesus. Four men carried their friend to Jesus. They got to the house. It looked full. The Bible says they ripped the roof and they let their friend down to have an encounter with Jesus. Now, the Bible says these words. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, Mark chapter 2, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man. The man didn't have faith. The man did He said to the man, rise up, pick up your bed and walk. It humbles me. How many of our friends just need our faith? How many of our friends just need us to be strong in our faith for them? How many of our friends need us to be a little more aggressive in our faith for them? When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, how many of us need to carry our friends to Jesus? How many of us need to drag, do you understand what I'm saying? How many of us need to blackmail out? How many of us need, do you understand what I'm saying? How many of us need to, do you understand? How many of us need to, 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 to do whatever it takes to bring our friends to Jesus? Our friends should not go to hell under our nose. Our friends should not waste their lives under our nose. Our friends should not be lost and miserable in the world under our nose. We must be mission-minded believers that believe that God has put me in such a place as this, at such a time as this for his cause and for his purpose, not for my purpose. I pray that we would be mission-minded believers and I pray that this will be the year more than ever before where we would do everything it takes to say that we're living for more than just ourselves. But as individuals, we're mission-minded believers. Missions will not start this year. By the grace of God, our outreach team is expanding and we're doing a lot more with missions this year. But missions does not start when we cross West Africa and go to Benin Republic and say, you know, we went for missions. I believe that mission starts in your room, in your house, in your neighborhood, at your workplace. I believe that mission starts right where you are because it's a heart that we must not lose. And God has given us more room in our house. And so we must be mission-minded believers. And so this year, by the grace of God, um, I just want to say, um, God is going to give us victories. God is going to give us great victories. And so I have a big question for you. How would we celebrate our victories? <laughs> How? How would we celebrate? A lot to think about. How do we celebrate our victories? But God is giving us victories. Who remembers the other day in church we were praying for Firmino to get saved? And that week he got baptized. Why are you not excited to see it? And yeah. How are we going to? He's a good guy. He's a good guy. How are we? And you see his goal scoring from has improved. How are we going to celebrate our victories? This is what I would say. I believe God has given us a green light. And then God answered, write this. Write what you see. Write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. 
This vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. It aches for the coming. It can hardly wait. Glory to God. And it doesn't lie. If it seems slow in coming, wait. It's on its way. It will come right on time. I felt the Lord laid this on my heart this morning and I thought to share with you to encourage you. Let it be read on the run. We're saying all of this so that we can run. We're saying all of this because God is giving us a pathway to run, wide space to run. And I believe it's an amazing year ahead of us. And so what I want to say to you is run, run, run. Because when you run, that's when you win. Run. Can you see the energy with which my head of admin is running? Can you see? And that's why he can win. Because you run. Run. Okay? You can see the, you can even see people celebrating the win. So run with energy so you can win. Okay? <laughs> Sorry, that was an incomplete picture. So the person really winning is not even stressing himself. The person really winning is actually chilling. And that's to show you how grace works. A grace is not in your striving. Grace makes you run with ease. Come on, people. God has given us vision. We're going to run and glide. And win it through. Amen. I believe this is that year. Let me look at somebody and say, the church that we see is as much your church as it is my church. That's not just a fancy thing we say. Let's say we mean in this morning. Look at somebody and say the church that we see is as much your church as it is my church. Who receives God's word this morning? Can we be grateful to God? Come on, can we be grateful to God? Can we stand together this morning? Team, come up. We're going to get set for the communion in a moment. We're going to receive that together um, just after we pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the power of your word and thank you for what you are doing in us as a church. As individuals, thank you for all that this represents to us. Let me give you a minute to pray. Why don't you just respond to God and tell the Lord, Lord, let this be that year. And I don't know what is particularly nudging on your heart, whatever challenge it is to you, whatever you really sense God is inviting you to. I want you to really begin to pray and say, God, let it be that year. Begin to pray and say, God, let it be that year. Let it be that year. Respond somebody this morning. Say, God, let it be that year for me, more than ever before. Let it not just be another groping in the dark, another year as usual. This is not business as usual. God has given us a word in his house. God has given us fresh direction in his house. Uh, Let this be that year when I would run. I would run. I would run, God. I I receive springs in my steps, God. I would run. I would run. I would run. I would gain ground. I would gain room. In the name of Jesus, God, let it be that year. Begin to respond. Believe in your heart. Meditate on it. And then God would give you an act in accordance. Begin to respond. Say, God, more room, more room. It's wider spaces that I'm walking in. It's wider spaces that I'm walking in. In the name of Jesus, God is giving more room. 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 Begin to say in the name of Jesus, God, I take ground. In the name of Jesus, I take ground. I take ground. Blessed is he that has believed. There shall be a performance of those things that were told him or how of the Lord. Blessed are they that have believed. There shall be a performance 
of those things that were told. Blessed are the people that have believed. Come on. Blessed are the people that have believed. More room. More room, God. In the name of Jesus, there's more capacity in my heart, God. In the name of Jesus, more capacity to give, to live, to serve, to become, to grow, to explore, to thrive. In the name of Jesus, I will thrive in the purpose of God for my life. In the name of Jesus, this thing that God has called me to, this thing that God has connected me to, I will thrive in it. This is that year when by the grace of God I would see more. This is that year when by the grace of God I would walk in more. This is that year when by the grace of God I will have more. This is that year when by the grace of God I will do more. This is that year when by the grace of God I will give more. This is that year when by the grace of God I will serve more. This is that year when by the grace of God I will have more. In the name of Jesus, people pray. Would you respond with faith in your heart? Let there be a believing. Let God's word land on your heart. Let it resonate this morning. Let it take ground in your heart. Let it be rooted in your heart. In the name of Jesus, the enemy will not steal away God's word. In the name of Jesus, it will not fall by the wayside. In the name of Jesus, my heart is good ground for God's word. In the name of Jesus, my heart is good ground for God's word. It will bring a harvest. It will bring a harvest of fruitfulness. It will bring a harvest in the name of Jesus. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Pray a little more, somebody. Pray a little more, somebody. Yeah. God is doing something amazing. God is doing something amazing. If you're next to your husband or wife this morning, hold hands together and begin to pray and say over our home this morning, more room, more room, more ground, more capacity. If you're next to somebody you're engaged to this morning, hold hands and let's begin to pray. God is doing more this year. God is doing more in my life. God is doing more in the name of Jesus. God is doing more in us and through us. In the name of Jesus, somebody begin to pray, begin to pray. Let's take ground. Let's cover ground. Let's build capacity. Let's, re let's, let's receive of God this morning. Yes, somebody, pray. You can, you can pray. Come on. Let it land. Let there be a believing. Let your mind see it. And so you would act in accordance. In the name of Jesus, bless that day that I believed. There shall be a performance of those things that were told of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Somebody say after me, say in the name of Jesus, I have more room. Say in the name of Jesus, God has given me more room. Say in the name of Jesus, I will walk in more. Say I will do more. I will serve more. I will give more. I will love more. I will have more. Say in the name of Jesus, capacity is enlarged within my heart. In the name of Jesus, the space beneath my feet is wider. In the name of Jesus, what I once called white has now become wider by the grace of God. For the glory of God. For the glory of His name. For the prosperity of God's purpose in my life. In Jesus' name. And everybody said Amen. We are so honored to have been able to share this teaching message with you from Sycamore Church, Ibadan, Nigeria. We really hope you found it to be a blessing. To find out more about us or how you can receive more resources from our church or our pastor, Tolulokpai Moody, please visit our website, www.sycamore.church. That's S-Y-C-A-M-O-R-E.church. Or on Facebook and YouTube at Sycamore Church and on Instagram and Twitter at Sycamore underscore church. If you're ever anywhere around us, we'll be super honored to welcome you at one of our services. 